for me, I'm a pastor, and I deal with real people, people just like you every day, people that have a hurt, or they have something going on, and they're trying to figure out, how do I deal with this? And I always know Jesus has the answer. He has that next step for you. Let's open up the Word today and see what God will say specifically to you. Overflow. That is a beautiful word, and that's what we're going to be talking about today on Your Next Step with Pastor Doug McCoy. That's me, Pastor Doyle Jackson, lead pastor of the church next door. He's here with me. Yeah. Overflow, typically we're talking about uh, water or liquid of some sort. I think a lot of us are afraid of overflow, especially if you grew up with a basement and a sump pump. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're, we're afraid of overflowing toilets. But in the ancient world, overflow is a good thing. Because water was more of a precious resource. We, we take so much for granted yes. today, you know, because we walk into our kitchen, we pull on the, the, the faucet handle and, and water comes. But in the ancient world, you had to carry it in the imagination that you had a well or a spring that yeah. was bubbling up and overflowing. Oh, my gosh. So you were never going to have an overflow in your house back then. Oh, gosh, no. <laughs> No, it was unlikely. And and that's why, you know, in the Bible, to, to say you would overflow with lo- love, would it implies that you would have an excess. Yeah. You would have so much love. And, you know, I know, I know young people who, you know, they have their first child and then they find themselves pregnant with the second child and they're like, I don't know how I could ever love this one as much as that one. And then that one arrives and they're like, wow, that's amazing. Well, this is the problem. In God's economy, he always gives more. Mm-hmm. And and that's why I'm not worried about the environment, because I need to be a good steward of it. Sure. But I know God is always going to pr- produce enough for those who he loves. Absolutely. You know, people talk often today, they say, my heart is full. And yeah. the Lord is actually trying to get us where our heart is overflowing. Yeah, it's and, beautiful. And uh, you and Jennifer both are going to help us on that today. This is a message that we call Brave Love Overflow. Hope it blesses you. Today is a little bit extra fun for me because Jennifer is here with me. Some of you, this is my wife, Jennifer, for those of you that are new, okay? And um, some of you have been around here and you know that Jennifer will help me teach at times and um, I love that when she does that. Uh, she helped me Christmas Eve. We did that last time because we did it Christmas Eve. And today she's here to help me. And we just want to kind of share from our life. It's, as we were standing out backstage and, and Jennifer was flirting with me again, and I'm like, keep your hands off me. I'm trying Tells to focus. Everything. I'm t- trying to focus. No, but I was actually, I was thinking about, you know, the reason this, this lesson is really is good for us is because... We've really been blessed, and, and we've had a lot of people in our life that were just examples of overflowing love. She doesn't know what I'm saying right now. She's like, you're an off script, but, <laughs> but you know. Each service has been different, so hold on. Hold um, on to your seat. But, you know, Jennifer's mom and dad, uh, mom and dad Godby is what I call them, or dad and mom Godby, and they were just overflowing in love. And um, in her grandparents and my mom and dad. And then we've had these just wonderful mentors in our life that overflowed in love. And so what we want to share with you today is really 
something that we've experienced. We want to encourage you for your family, for your marriage, and if you're single, for the ways that you love. And the principles that we're going to lay out, if, if you are in your workspace, okay, the same principles work there, okay? If you're in school, if you live in a dormitory, the principles that, that we're going to talk about today are, are principles that I used when I lived in college and I was a part of InterVarsity Christian Fellowship when we, when we lived in Israel. They're just principles that are transferable to any space in your life, okay? So if you would, get out your notes. If you're in the room, we, we gave you notes when you came in. And if you're online, grab the notes. You can go to the Church Next Door app. They're right there. But what we want to dive into is just this idea of overflowing love, okay? I've used this as an example in each lesson. When I was a kid, I would want to go with my mother to the grocery store. And, and I, I, the, the honest truth is I wanted to because I was hoping at the end of the trip, I would get to pick some candy out at the candy aisle. Selfish. Yes. <laughs> I was motivated by what I could get. Now, that's an immature look at love. Because if we look at love from immaturity, it's always about what we can get. And what we're inviting you today is to a mature look at love where you, it's pouring out of you, overflowing in your life and impacting other people. But the end game is that you will receive more love in your life also. So don't think that it's, it's, it's just pouring out, because if it is just pouring out, you'll get drained. We're going to talk about that, okay? So we're going to start with reading a scripture together. You have a memory verse, and here it is. And it's, it's 1 Thessalonians 3.12. May, May the, the Lord make, make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else, just as ours does for you. The reason I like that verse, the reason I wanted you to hear that verse is, number one, I wanted you to know that our love for you truly does overflow. When I read that and how Paul is writing to the church at Thessalonica and he's saying to them, guys, I want you to know how much I love you. We just think about you all the time. And we pray about you all the time. Well, that's our world as pastors. We just love you and it's overflowing. But I also want you to look at that verse. Look at it. Don't, don't let it slip away from you. It says, may the Lord... Make your love increase. So who is the source of love? It's the Lord. See, you and I don't have to try to drum something up. We don't have to make something up. It's the provision of God. You know, recently I was reading about the manna from heaven. God is going to give you everything you need every day. He is the bread of life. And if you need more love in your life, say, Lord, I need more love. And then the reason you want that is you want it to increase to the level that it's overflowing and spilling out of your life. That's the goal. And our world needs it. Our world really needs love. So look at 1 Thessalonians 4.19. Now about nine, now about your love for one another, we do not need to write to you. For you yourselves have been taught by God to love each other. And in fact, you do love all of God's family throughout Macedonia. 
Yet we urge you, brothers and sisters, to do so more and more and to make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. You should mind your own business and work with your hands, just as we told you, so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders and so that you will not be dependent upon anybody. What I want you to see about this passage that's really important, okay? This is essential. There's a theme that is growing in these verses and that is clear in the scriptures, okay? And this is the theme, that God is love, that he loves you and I, and that he wants his love to flow through our lives to the world around us. If you look at that first verse that I gave you in 1 Thessalonians, he is the source of love. Well, here again, Paul is saying to the church uh, at Thessalonica, he's saying, now about your love for one another. Why? Why would he say that? Why is this important? It's important because think about who Paul was. Paul opposed the gospel message that Jesus was the Messiah, the Son of God. He tried to stop it. He tried to stamp it out. And yet God showed up in his life. God made himself real to Paul on the road to Damascus, and he turned that around. And the church welcomed him in. They loved him. They were kind to him. And he was like, how can I deny this? And so when he starts preaching the gospel and establishing churches around, around the, the world of his day, okay, he said, the only way the church will ever work is the church is known for being loving, for letting this love of Jesus flow through us. So listen what he says. Now about your love for one another, we do not need to write you, for you yourselves have been taught by God. Who is teaching us about love? God is. And so the church was always being challenged to love and to flow in this love, okay? And no one was more messed up than Paul. So oh. if your background is horrible and your past is horrible, it couldn't be worse than Paul's, or maybe it was worse than Paul's, but receive the love of God and go forward and receive the love of God's family. I mean, the, the family of God just, they loved Paul so dearly, and God has that in your future. And, you know, sometimes we say love, it sounds cliche, but what does it really mean? It means to listen. It means to communicate. It means to stop and to wait and to serve, and to give. It, it, there's so much. It's not, it, it is saying, I love you, but there's a lot to it. And we're going to unpack that. To love is to care. You know, when, when, when the boys were little, I learned that if the best thing that I could do to show them that daddy loved them was to get down on my knees and look at them in, at eye level. See, when, when you look at somebody and you really listen to them and look at them at eye level, you're loving them. Well, the church, that is what the church has always done. Now, what happens is this. You and I get busy in life and we just think, I don't have any more to give. What does he say here? He says, I urge you, brothers and sisters, to do more and more and make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. That is countercultural, isn't it? This love, it's really an atmosphere that you create. It's really an attitude that you give away. And so when you think about your family or you think about your office, I know when I walk in, 
we just, we love one another and we talk to one another and we connect with one another and it's an, it's, it's, it's an atmosphere and you can create that wherever you go because God's love lives inside of you. So we've given you a little test here or a little question to ask yourself. Self-examination. Rate yourself. How would you rate yourself in regard to love? Your family, so that could be your family of origin and also your current family. So if there's extra love, if you're a nine or a 10, in your space, there are hugs, there are high fives, there are gifts, there is acts of service, there are words telling that there's love, there, there is a patience, there is a listening, there is a safe place. But if it's dry, if you're down at one or two, we need to ask the Lord today to fill you back up so that you have something left inside to give out in your home and in your love. We have more resources for you at doylejackson.com. We will be right back with more Your Next Step. Pastor Doyle, we have a great free resource we want to share with our friends. It is a copy of your great message, Great Hope, The Cross. This is going to be a PDF digital download. If they go to DoyleJackson.com, give us their email, it'll be sent to them. What is the value of having that message on uh, PDF as well as hearing it through the radio? Well, I think we've talked about this before. I mean, number one, we learn things best when we get to see them, when we get to hear them, and somehow when we get to be kinetically involved with them, we get our hands involved. And and that's what we want our our friends to do, because you're partnering with us. You're listening, and, and we want to give this to you. And then I'm praying that you'll pray this prayer out loud. That's part of this lesson. Uh, we go through in this lesson the, the eight things that Christ provided on the cross. He provided forgiveness. He provided healing. He provided righteousness. I'm not going to give you all eight right now. Right. you got to go right. and get it, because if you begin to pray that aloud over your life, it'll transform the way you think about Jesus and the way you think about yourself, because it transforms us to confess that aloud. We're beginning to engage with what God is is doing when we start to... Yep. to it's just like when you hear somebody quote a scripture and yep. you're like, well, I want to look it up. You're engaging even more. This is a chance to engage even more with the cross. So go to DoyleJackson.com, put in your email. You'll get this PDF. We believe it's going to bless your life. Let's continue with your next step. If I could say something that in our culture, in American first world culture, we think that you have to have resources in order to have love. (laughs) And that's just not true. One of the things that we love about the opportunities that God has given us to live in different parts of the world, to travel to Egypt, to travel to Africa, to travel to India, to travel to different parts of the world, as we've gotten to know the body of Christ in some places that are very resource-challenged. But their level of love, their Mm -hmm. level of contentment, their level of joy is not connected to their resource pool. 
It's not based on any stuff. And, and the problem, they truly the can problem live on that's love. been created in our culture is you and I have accepted an ungodly standard that says that I can only give if I have to give. You can give love. It doesn't cost anything. It's free. Just to spend time with somebody. Just to listen to somebody. To care for somebody. Yes, it will impact your resources at some level at some time. Even the widow in Scripture gave two mites, okay? And, and if you grew up in a home that was a dry well, you're now part of the kingdom of God. He is your source. Let Him begin to pour into you and just say, and you're going to need, to, you're going to need some people in your life, okay? We're going to talk more about you know, how we get dry. The reason I think this is important, listen to this. This is 1 John 3, 11. For this is the message. Say message. Message. You heard from the beginning, we should love one another. John is saying that the message from the very beginning of Jesus Christ is one of love. Remember, they, they accused Jesus, well, how dare you sit with those sinners? Why are you hanging out with them? And he says, because they need the love. They That's need right. the doctor. They need God's goodness. And you and I live in a world right now that, that has kept everybody its arm's length. They need your love more than ever. You can do that safely. You can do that with phone calls. You can do that. And, and, and I, I recognize that you've got to do that with the constraints of the people around you. But for me, when I read this verse, I hear the mission that we have as a church, to move people closer to God. What, what moves people the most is when you show them love. And then how do we do that? Our vision, the Jesus way. When we mean that, to love somebody is to, to meet them right where they are. You know, it's, it's almost a year now that we, we saw the world be hit by this. And my first response, our first response was, how are we going to tell people about God's love? How are we going to bring people hope in this time? How are we going to get to as many people as possible to lift their spirits, to lift their load, to show them life's not and over. We can't stop doing We're that. We're not done yet. We're not going to stop, okay? And so we dove in. And, and, and you that's dove why we, in. You all dove in. You all are amazing. And together, we didn't stop. And I think that has been a testimony to the community. You realize that every week we've fed people through Jordan's Crossing? Every week we've, at minimum, we've met online. But most of the time we've met in some personal way. People sitting in their cars, sitting outside. I can't wait. I love the sunshine. We're getting ready, folks. We're going back outside some because we can. And we've got to make people feel comfortable so that they know you can worship God. You don't have to be afraid. And you know, last week I met someone, it was their first week back. That's a big deal. And you all can help welcome and love them on that first week back. So be looking because it is, when you've been out of church a whole year, it's, it's a big step to come back. And we're going to have so. to help people. Your love is going to be essential. Your love, you are essential and your love is essential, okay? Everyone is essential. And church is essential. Amen. So, so, so think about this. When did you first realize that love is our message as Christians? Some of you right now are being like, oh, I never even realized that. Or some of you is like, I knew that, but I gotten busy and forgotten that. 
See, what happens is this. Life comes at you hard, and you just get taking care of stuff, and you forget the main thing sometimes. And can I say something about this? You know, our culture's really hammered on the sanctity and the holiness of marriage. You know, you're married in a Christian marriage in the holiest state of matrimony, right? And there's something to be said for a God's way of doing things, God's way for family and God's way for marriage. And there's a pureness and a holiness in that love that comes out and it's shared to the world around us. And I want you to be encouraged in that, that you've made a good choice to honor God in that way and that you are safe under his canopy. And if you can keep that big vision in your mind that if I choose to follow God's ways, that he will also help me when I hit that bump in a road and I go to him and our family's not what we want it to be, God. And I, we, we came and we were joined together under your cross, but he'll help you out in that because he has that vision yeah. for your family. When I think about when Jennifer and I were looking at this point and talking about what we wanted to express to you, we, we both agreed on, on this one really practical illustration from a, a person that we knew from our home church. Jennifer and I grew up in Murfreesboro, and we went to World Outreach Church. It's uh, a part of our life. But there was this one man. He was a single man, and um, he'd grown up in a home. Uh, he had lost his parents early and was raised by an aunt and uncle. And because of some of the hardship he experienced, he had just, he was a wounded person. And, and mm. he got invited to our church back when it was really a small group in its earliest days. And the people in that small group just loved him, were just kind to him and encouraged him. And, and I remember the early days, you know, they helped him get a job. And he got a job at the university working in the facilities department, you know, everything from, from painting to cleaning to just routine maintenance and being a part of that team. And, and he was transformed by the love of the body of Christ. And so wherever he went, he wanted to share that love with other people. You have to see he was a quite unnoticeable character. He wasn't a leader. He was just a regular guy, you know, and, and he would be walking around the campus and he would see somebody and he would start talking to him. And then he would say, can I pray with him? His boss would say, you need to get to work. He really loved the entire community. And at his funeral, yeah. they all showed up. We were shocked. He had touched so many lives and God's love just flowed through him. And even though he didn't have a family, we were his family. That's right. And there may be people in this room that don't have a family. You are their family. So look out for them and find them and have their back because they need you. He was important in the church because he loved, because he prayed, because he was consistent, because he was just did life with everybody. Listen to this verse. It's it's from 1 John 4, 7 through 12. Dear friends, notice that there's just love even the way that John says that. Dear friends, mm -hmm. let us love one another. For love comes from God. Who's the source? God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. Mm -hmm. 
This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. You you get the sense that that the early church was constantly prodding one another, constantly encouraging one another. We got to keep loving. We got to keep this love flow going. And see, you and I, we get, we get busy with life, we get run down in life, and we begin to think, well, no, we can back off. You may have grown up in one of those homes where, where love was not expressed, and you're, you're like, I'm not sure I, I buy it. Listen, what we, what we know from the Word of God is that, that God wants us to love. You've been listening to Brave Love Overflow here on Your Next Step. Pastor Doyle, you and Jennifer brought a great message to us. Yeah, we, I, Jennifer and I always like teaching together because we, in our world, I don't know, we've, we've dealt with so much feminism for so long. Mm-hmm. There are people that are so hurt, yeah. okay, that they don't want to listen to a man at all. And, and they're there's a need for them to hear the truth of God's word. And that's why it really helps that Jennifer is willing to teach and likes to teach and does that alongside me. And so today I think that's good if, if people will listen, because this is something we've walked out. We've been married for over 32 years now. And, and so we understand what some of the actual difficulties of marriage can be in the busy world in which we live. And you can do great, but you need God's help. Yeah, and we're so glad that uh, that you brought that message to us, but we want to share it with other people as well. We want as many people as possible to hear these words. Well, you know, for my life, I, I've always had certain people I listened to that taught the Bible, and it's really helped me. And, and we want to do that for other people, for a new generation. We want to make sure that the Word of God is front and center. And so that's why you can listen here on the radio or our podcast, if you're listening to it that way. Share the program and share the podcast. You can go check out A Year in the Bible with with Pastor Doyle Jackson. That's another podcast we're doing. We want to help you, Simply for Women is Jennifer's uh, radio program and podcast. We believe that this generation needs encouragement in the Word of God. They can do it. And, and they're going to get it best if you just go invite them. I mean, there's lots of ways, you know, we can advertise, we can send out flyers, we can have a plane in the sky with a banner, but nothing is as effective as you saying to your family, your friends, hey, this episode blessed me, why don't you give it a That's listen? Right. So we really hope that you will share our podcast and our radio show with your friends and family, and we hope you will come back because we're going to have more for you on your next step. Your Next Step with Doyle Jackson is a ministry of The Church Next Door in Columbus, Ohio. Your prayers for us are always valued, but to help keep us on the air, visit doylejackson.com and click Give. That's doylejackson.com. You can also send a check to The Church Next Door. Our address is 5755 Fetter Road, Columbus, Ohio, 43228. Again, that's 5755 Fetter Road, Columbus, Ohio, 
888-242-4328. Please put radio in the memo line. Lastly, if you need prayer or have questions, text us at 888-644-4034. That's 888-644-4034. I'm Pastor Doug, and Pastor Doyle and I would love to see you next time for your next step.